Love Talk Radio. www.blogtalkradio.com 
forward slash KC Rants. That's K-C-R-A-N-T-S. And you'll find the show. You can follow us on uh, YouTube at kcrants70 at gmail.com. You can follow us on IG at KC underscore Rants. And you can follow us on Facebook as well at capital KC space capital Rants, R-A-N-T-S. So, Osei, can you see, um, in this particular um, episode, this broadcast, uh, uh, Casey, myself, uh, was reunited in a conversation uh, with a longtime friend, actor, and writer, director, uh, director uh, Daryl Owens. Uh, but before we got into that interview, um, I explored three different topics, uh, motorcycle safety, talked about going to the dentist, and also kind of one of the big stories that popped up in the last several weeks about Lane Neeson. So sit back and enjoy, and I'll be back at the end to wrap things up. Uh, but once again, I do appreciate everyone that has already followed us and that will continue to subscribe to us on all the different social media platforms. Also, let me uh, say that we are also on Twitter, and I'll give you that handle in just um, a little bit. But here we go as far as the uh, show from last week. And one of the things in all the conversations that I've had, well, not all the conversations, let me take that back and go over that In some of the conversations that I've had, because not all the conversations that I've had have been pleasant, some people think that I come across as being a know it all. Well, I'm not going to apologize for the, the time and the effort that I put in to educate myself or learn or read. And I know that that might intimidate some people, but I would just say be better. Pick up a book, pick up a book article, read, learn something. Broaden your horizons, broaden your mind. And I'm not even trying to be mean with that because I'm not going to apologize because of what I've learned and what I've applied in my life. And just because you didn't, I mean, I can't do that for you. There is some aspect of self-preservation that has to be had <laughs> when we, you know, live in this thing, navigating this thing called life. So anyway, all of that said, um, I like to drink snapple, cranberry apple. That's the flavor that I like. For some reason, I just like that flavor. It does something to my palate. I like it, right? It, it just tickles my taste buds. So there were two that I was drinking uh, within the last week. Yes, I kept it the top because if you know or if you don't know, if you turn over the top, they always have a nice little, you know, message in And I found some of this to be very interesting, and you might. And I'm going to take a few minutes just to kind of share what I learned. That way, anybody can have a conversation with me ever again. You can't say that I knew it all because guess what? I'm showing you right now. I learned something new this week, or that uh, the information is accurate. You know, this big thing right now is about fake news. So I try to provide the information that has been provided up to that particular point. We discuss it. We move on. That's how I roll. Now, uh, you may not even like my opinions on it. That's fine. And we can have that discussion if you ever come into my presence. I told you I wish that you were here already, but you can come in there. So I just had this conversation by myself. But I just thought this one was interesting. 
Because his motorcycle, he was headed home from work to his wife, and he was killed in a DUI crash. But guess who caused it? It was his girlfriend. She called. Ha! Florida authorities say this was in Lake County Jail, Lake County, uh, Lake County, Florida. This woman, and if I butcher her name, I sure apologize because I never had that intention on doing that because I sure hate it when people butcher mine. Although my name is one of the easiest names alive to pronounce, it pronounces itself, but people still butcher it in right. Let's say, yeah. So anyway, Erisbet Vasquez Contreras is charged with DUI and manslaughter driving under the influence of alcohol and carelessly driving after killing a motorcyclist she identified as her boyfriend. She is 25 years old. Uh, yeah. Now, she told the trooper that was investigating that she was the girlfriend of the crash victim, Jason Sasser, who was 37, and was driving the Ford Explorer the crash into his motorcycle. Now, the, the, the interesting thing about this this she, well, I guess it's, she's going to be caught anyway, so at least she readily gave the information, and I guess that was the only thing she could do. Uh, she's facing, in the state of Florida, uh, there's a mandatory sentence uh, between, I believe, 9 and 14 years, right? And so Satcher's wife, Kim, she posted a letter on Facebook uh, to the drunk driver that killed my husband. So wait, wait. He has a wife, and his girlfriend in him. Oh, okay. <laughs> so this is why I said motorcycle safety. Are you saying everybody? You said everybody's position, and it just hit me. He was going to put it to his wife, but his girlfriend killed him. His girlfriend. Continue. Go for it. No, he 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 actually um, he lived. I mean, excuse me. He works. He owns a bar or. He owned a bar. Sorry, I'll die. He's no longer with us. Oh, and uh, now the wife said that she was unaware. Now, this is the sad part about this situation, and I'm gonna go in. I gotta go. I gotta. I gotta speed this up. I should be. I should be used to this. But the the sad part about this is that it's sad that they were they recently returned from the family vacation. Uh. In, in Tennessee. So they had just returned from vacation. He was on his way home from work, which happened to be he owned a bar, and she was leaving the bar. So obviously there must have been some sort of rift that happened, right? But this is what I'm saying about this situation. Motorcycle safety. Yeah, that was pretty good, right? But well, this is what I'm saying. And, this is, and I can't tell anybody, because one of the things that we will talk about a lot is this thing about control and the idea about controlling and controlling other people. But the problem that I have with this, and this is an age-old problem, because people, not just men, people have been cheating for hundreds of thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of years. When in the H-E-double hockey stick, are people going to realize that it don't pay? Because you cannot control the emotions and, and or responses of the other individuals involved outside of yourself. And there's too many examples, man. 
There's too many examples in life that have happened throughout history to everybody, male, female, young, old, white, black, you name it. You're going to get caught. And generally, when you get caught, it's not a good response. Motorcycle safety. I'm just saying. So I got to move on to the next. I got to get to this next because I got I got some ground to cover. I'm just saying, safety people, safety, safety. Yes, yes. In the moment, it must feel good. But I mean, I'm sure he wasn't thinking that that was going to be his last motorcycle ride. I'm just saying. Self-inflicted wounds, man. Okay, and that was a wound that he can't recover from. Oh, okay, that's one that you can't recover from. I'm sorry. Anyhow, so the, the, the second one we got to move into. Now, I, I mentioned that the next time you go to the dentist, and I need to go, I'm just like everybody else, right? The, the next time you go to the dentist, you might want to be careful and just be aware that it might feel like you've just been sexually harassed. But it may be well warranted. So don't get all fidgety and all get uh, out of shape if, you know, your dentist begins to ask you questions <laughs> that seem a little personal, right? But according to uh, this article that I read, is there is a line of questions that they are asking dentists to now perform. Questions about oral sex may be key to the prevention of oropharyngeal cancers. And I said that wrong. Oral pharyngeal cancers of the throat, tonsils, and back of the tongue, which can cause be caused by the HPV uh, virus uh, spread through oral sex. But lots of dentists are falling short on the practice of new study in the Journal of the American Dental Association suggests. Okay? And part of this is because they're fearing that, you know, they're going to embarrass the patient or, you know, when they bring up this sense of problem. So you go in and get, the, you know, a root canal. How many things do you suck? I mean, you know, how do you, how do you introduce that into the conversation when somebody's already digging in your mouth? That's, so I'm noticing a little because I'm just saying because they have to be in your mouth to see what's going on in your mouth in order to ask that question. It is supposed to be routine, right. but there are signs. Of, now I can't. So wait, 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 you said somebody that gives head. Uh, it's something in my mouth that has your head. Now you can see if you did, or you recognize. So you said somebody. So check this out. It's especially true with HPV-fueled throat cancer. It's a growing problem. Before 1990, only 21% of oral cancers included the presence of HPV. After 2000, the number grew to nearly two out of every three samples. And this is a study from uh, the University of Wisconsin <laughs> School of Medicine and Public Health. Can I get a promise? I promise you that nobody who was doing that can't talk about it. 
You're probably right, and that's okay. But I, 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 I read the article, and I thought it was quite interesting, and so I'm going to be prepared the next time I go to the dentist. If the dentist asks me, have I been performing oral sex, I'm not going to be surprised, and I'll probably laugh and say, thank you for performing your job the way you are supposed to. Are you going to laugh at I don't know. I don't know. I may or may not, I'll, but I'll see the topical. So look, I gotta move on because I got just a few more minutes before I gotta take a break. And then after the break, we've got Daryl on the line, and we're gonna bring him on after we, uh, you know, take our little pause because I need to, you know, uh, replenish fluid. You know, I've been talking for a minute. But anyway, let me get into this last one because it's gonna take a few minutes, right? So this idea, and let me say this. Again, you can follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and we'll go back over those near the close of the show. But if you called in by, what is it? Uh, then, uh, no, I'm sorry, 858. Yeah, yeah. You will be able to continue listening live on. We'll probably, we'll say risque, but it's not really risque. So. Uh, but we'll go more in depth on some of our thoughts about some of these topics that I'm bringing up right now. So call in, be online by 858, excuse me, and you'll be able to hang on for the last hour of the show, which will be KC After Dark. If not, you'll just have to hear it later on on the podcast, but that's fine too. So check this out. I'm going to talk about lean meeting, and we know where this is going. I know that that has been talked about a lot, but I think I might bring maybe a slight different perspective because I haven't heard all of those that are out there. I'm just going to get uh, shed light on mine. Now, I, I get to kind of get some of this because I know that it's been all, all over my timeline from Facebook to Instagram to you name it, right? I read the article. I read what he said, and actually, I'm not bothered by it, and I'm going to tell you why I'm not bothered by it. Now, I understand quite well, and for those of you watching YouTube, yes, I am an African-American male living in the United States of America. Now, that being said, I have to answer this in two parts, okay? So I'm going to answer it in what I'll say humanistic part answers. And then I'll answer it also from a black male perspective, okay? I don't have a problem with what he said. You know why I don't have a problem with what he said? Because his response was predicated and based solely off of the account of his friend. His close friend said that she had been raped, and he asked her a specific question. What did he look like? And she told him that it was a black male. Now, if somebody were to come to my family member and beat on them, whoever it was, and I asked them that question because that's a logical question to next ask whoever it is, whether it's a friend, family member, or whatever, who did it? You want to know who did it? Logical. And whatever that person is, the description, white, black, Hispanic, Asian, you name it, right? That's who I'm going to be looking for. I'm not. Why would I waste my time going to look for somebody else that doesn't fit the description? That's a waste of time. That's not logical. So that's for tonight. 
Daryl D. Owens. He's a native of Baltimore, Maryland, and he became quickly recognized as a talent uh, starting in February 2000. His original play, The Family Mantle, won first place in the 18th annual drama competition sponsored by ABC2 and the Arena Players Incorporated. The Family Mantle is a two-act drama about three brothers, Jerome Nolan Jr., Denny Nolan, and Quentin Nolan, who returned to the family estate after <clears throat> not being together for many, many years. They don't particularly get along at all. Now forced to be in each other's company, it isn't long before old jealousies and unresolved conflicts arise. A discovered family secret and one brother hiding a potentially fatal illness adds to the tension in the house. Now, the play was produced for television, and it aired on ABC in February of 2001 in honor of Black History Month. Daryl received congratulatory emails from his mentor, Charles Fuller, a soldier's play, and David Taggart, excuse me, Taller, excuse me, baggage claim, who encouraged him to continue writing for the theater and to continue to follow his dreams. In May 2001, the revised fooling version of Family Mantle won Daryl an Individual Artist Award in Playwriting from the Maryland State Arts Council and two governor citations. The Family Mantle was selected by the Frank Silvera Writers Workshop in New York to be read during the Reader's Theater series, series of new plays at the National Black Theater Festival in Winston-Salem, North Carolina in July 2002. <clears throat> Now, as a professional actor, Daryl also, he does both, so he's multi-talented. As a professional actor, Daryl has experience, he has experience in film, television, and stage. For seven years, Daryl appeared on the acclaimed NBC television series Homicide, Life on the Street. Daryl's film credits include The Replacement, Species 2, Home for the Holidays, Claire's Heart, The Accidental Tourist, the Talented, and the HBO miniseries, The Corner. Daryl's theater credits include A Raisin in the Sun, A Few Good Men, Trying Times, and Lord I Believe. Now, I am definitely, definitely pleased to have with us tonight Daryl Owens. I want to pause just a moment and I'm going to fast forward to actually where we get Daryl on the line. I put him on speakerphone. Daryl. Hey, Daryl. Yes. This is Brian. Casey, how you doing? I'm okay. How are you? I'm doing great. I, I see we were having technical difficulties, so I said I just I'm gonna have to circumvent. You gotta, you gotta, you know, there's always a rambling bush. You gotta circumvent the system and come up with a way, right? Okay. So we just gonna put you on speakerphone because we're having those tech, technical difficulties and go on with the show. How are you doing tonight? I'm okay. Are we, are we on now? Yes, we are on now. Uh, 
I just have you on my phone on speakerphone with us. Everybody's doing great. Everybody's doing great. So, you know, again, you just on speakerphone, that's all. It's still going to be recorded and all that. This stuff is just uh, your voice might be slightly echoed, that's all. Okay, well, I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm glad to be in the presence of you guys. So, whether it's on speakerphone or regardless, I'm just glad to be here. All right. Well, well look, so look. <clears throat> I sort of kind of played that song. I, I, I know that you were having some difficulties. I don't know if you uh, played, uh, heard the song that I played on the break, the one of the one of Tank new songs. I think I heard a part of it. Okay. Have Have you heard the song, Dirty? I, I have not. Oh well, see, Daryl, that that's your assignment from me to you. I'm writing it down. Now the only reason <laughs> the only reason why I say that is because. You know, we go we go way back. We go uh, back now. I shouldn't say way back. That sounds so so. Uh, you know, I'm here lately, Daryl. I've been I've noticed that I'm saying a lot of things that my parents said. You know, you go and you say that you're not going to be like your parents. You're not going to say the things they say. And I find myself doing it more often. I guess that means I'm getting old, huh? I love it. 
thing that it has so many times is when are you going to have some delivery in your place? And on one hand, I'm sure that's right, it's natural. There's going to be the natural progression to a way right that's probably happening. We would also do this with quite a few because of the fact that I was unfortunate, but I'm always quick to say to people that I already have celebrities in my work. And I think that's one of the unfortunate parts about the crucial thing about theater is not about celebrity. Theater is about theater. Theater is about what we put on stage and about how it affects people. So it doesn't matter who's actually on stage. It's about the work that's being presented on stage. So as I've always said to you, any other act of work, you've got to all celebrities. So you're part of that group that doesn't get the recognition that you should get the one that you have. But I just want to say that real quick. Um, in terms of what you mentioned about that playwright, I'm getting some attention to somebody like a person, how very quiet I would get. But this was the best part of it. The family mantle, uh, quickly, uh, about the family mantle, that was a play that has been so dear to my heart and interesting. Oh, shoot. Oh, my God. Forgive me, people. Again, I just made the biggest news of my life, but we're going to fix that momentarily. Uh, give me just a second. <laughs> this is what happens when you have technology. And I apologize to the audience. We're going to get Daryl back. Hey Daryl, that was that was my fault. I got you back online, so you can continue. Okay, I'm loving this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure what you got. Uh, you want me to get you about the part about the family man? Yes, sir. That's when we got clicked off. Okay. So just real quick, to the family man, it was this story, like I said, where I thought about what if they were these three brothers who had to come back to the family home, unfortunately, because the parents had died in a plane crash. These were the three brothers. They didn't particularly get along because they hadn't seen each other in a while. There was a lot of unresolved conflict. What if they had to actually get back together based on something like this? And this particular play, um, I remember when I wrote this play, um, I, I wrote it in 27 days. I remember this because it was a contest that I was in every year, and it was always the first, second, third place winner. And I would never win. I never played. And I into the contest probably about six years. And interestingly enough, on the seventh year, they always said for an announcement, the contest is coming up again this year. And I wasn't even going to submit. I was like, no, I've never played. I'm not going to do it anymore. And I said, no, this may be the time. You shouldn't give up going to it. So I decided to go ahead and try one more time. And it was 30 days before the deadline of the contest. So I wrote the play in 27 days to get the play. And like a week later, I found out that was the first place winner. So that particular play, interesting enough, too, because it has a special place in my heart about it because as a playwright, you, you pretty much enjoy everything that you write. But there's times when I write something where I just know, okay, there's something special about this. There's something special about this script. There's something special about what this one gets to do. And that play to date has still been the place that's worth the most recognition to me. Uh, today is one of the most awards in my playwriting career to date uh, still. And so it's always been pretty special to me. So I'm trying, I'm trying to top that one now. Okay. Um, so we'll see, we'll see how that goes. Well, look, you know, it's, it's, it's funny that you, you mentioned that because, again, uh, 
know if you really understand how pivotal, pivotal, uh, that moment was in my life because it, it was a challenge. I had never had any acting experience, you no know, classes or anything. Yet you were willing to take the risk on me, knowing that I was the only one in the in the cast who had not had any experience. And so, uh, but I thank you for that because. Uh, we wouldn't even probably be sitting here having this conversation on the radio show had I not had that opportunity because uh, the person who you know introduced me to radio is a person that I met from one of our one of the projects that I was a part of that you wrote. So so many things you know culminated from that and have transpired since then. And so I, I just thank you again for being such an impact. You know, um, in in these last you know ten years of my adult life, so you know, just thank you. Thank you. And so that, that comes with what we 
totally respect that. Well, look, we have actually run out of our <clears throat> of our uh, PG time. That's what I'll call it. So <laughs> what I would like to say, Daryl, is that I, I know, I, I'm going to say this before I lead into our closing song, and then we'll transition into KC After Dark. Now, you can call, you actually have dropped off so you probably won't be able to um, listen in this time, Daryl. But uh, if you want to chime in on any of the things that we have talked about up to this point, definitely, you know, you're welcome to do so. Um, uh, but what I'd like to say is this is something else that I appreciate about you, uh, not just you giving me the opportunity, but you're also someone that, that I can see from a distance does not take uh, light where you are in, in your career. What do I mean by that? You continue to put yourself in a position to learn new things. How do I know that? Because you actually work in a theater house right now. That's not even your full-time job, but you're doing that as a part-time job. Is, is that correct? That's correct. Okay, and so tell me why do you do that? What motivates you to do that? Because you've been in the, as we noted in your bio, you've been in the field for 20 years. Right. Yeah. So what motivates you to go and, and, and to do that? Okay. So there's a couple of reasons to do that. I do that. One of the, the, the first reason that's what and people know me know is that I love theater. I really love theater. You know, people say, when are you going to turn money in theater? When are you going to play money? You're going to things like that. I know, that, I know my lane. Um, I'm not a screenwriter. I'm a playwriter. So I, I love the theater. I love film. I love theater. So I love being around the atmosphere of theater. So this is as a house manager at the theater where every man here uh, where I work as a house manager. One of the things that I get to see on a regular basis is, is just how a professional play is done from beginning to end, from the rehearsals to the technical parts, to the compensation, to the marketing. You know, um, I, I get to see the dedication of actors and how they come to rehearsal, and it's about the rehearsal. It's not about no excuses. And this, this is what they do. And I, I get to see how every component from wardrobe to, to the production team to the lighting people, how everybody works together in one unit to make this show run seamlessly. And so as a playwright, as a director, that's what you want for your own production. I've always been pleased with the work that I do, but being in this environment, it elevates what I do. It, it allows me to look at something and think, yeah, that's, that's where I need to get to. That's what I need to do. And even beyond that, but I've made so many connections with the directors there, with the stage managers there, the production team, marketing people, just so many people just giving me so much advice. Because I always tell people, at the end of the day, I'm a playwright. I'm not a wardrobe person. I'm not a lighting person. I'm not. These are things that the hats you have to wear because there's no one else to do it. So you do the things that you have to do to get your work done. But when you get to see a, a company run with everybody in their place, know what they do to make things work. It's just a beautiful thing to see. And so I've just learned so much about production. I mean, I thought I knew enough stuff, but I've just learned so much more, you know, working there with this with this company. And so, again, it just elevates what I do. So I would joke with some of my actors. I just go, wait, wait till the next time y'all work with me. Y'all be like, what happened to him? He's a fool around a boy. I said, I got I get to know. So, but no, I'm still a nice guy. But yeah, it's, it's just so much about the work and how how to make your brand um, something that people will remember and how how to keep everything professional. And, and 
couple of things happened that I didn't really anticipate happening, but hey, that's a part of life. So we, we still were able to get it done. And as I said, I hope you enjoy Daryl as much as I did. Uh, I always have great conversations with him, and he always has great um, advice, uh, great information, just great personal uh, growth uh, things to say. And so uh, anytime I get a chance to have a conversation with him, I, I truly enjoy it. So I'm looking forward to the next time that uh, we can have him back again. And as I'm looking for and we're actually going to give you our social media tags and begin to close out the show. Um, we'll be a few minutes early, but that's okay. And just begin to look. If you want to subscribe, um, go to YouTube, and that's the first one that I'll give you. If you want to subscribe to the channel and see video of the same shows or clips of uh, parts of uh, all of the shows that we do from here going forth, you can go to KC Rants 70. That's K-C-R-A-N-T-S-7-0 at gmail.com. Or you can follow us on Facebook and or follow us on Facebook, I should say, uh, at KC underscore, excuse me, KC, capital K, capital C, space, capital Rants, R-A-N-T-S. On IG, you can follow us at KC underscore Rants. And on Twitter, the one I did not announce earlier, on Twitter, you can follow us at Rants underscore KC. Uh, to all the people who have taken the time to listen to not only this particular show, we'll listen to this show, but those who have listened and followed me all the way from the time that I started in Washington, D.C., let me extend my uh, humblest um, appreciation. Uh, I don't take this lightly. I try to um, bring as much uh, joy and uh, entertainment and laughter as well as factual information and maybe an insight that everybody doesn't hear on an everyday basis uh, just to uh, give a different perspective because through conversation we learn from each other and through learning from each other we can grow together not apart. And hopefully as the shows go on and the different things that we uh, talk about, uh, that will truly be the, the lasting impact of the, sh of the show. And so, again, go and follow us on all of our social media accounts. And uh, oh, you. But I fixed it real quick. So um, we are going to end here. Uh, you can, if you want to, let me add this. If you want to uh, be a live guest on the show, you can email us at our email address, kcrants70 at gmail.com. Also, I am a host, and if you would like for me to host your event, you can get in contact via uh, email as well. And we're going to silence that just a little bit. But as I was saying, 
we're going to close this down yet, and we will do better uh, the next time, and we would definitely love to see you. And so we're going to close out with the last part of this wonderful song by Black Coffee. As always, I would love for you to be here with me, but although you can't, that'll be in my wishes. Until next time. Until next conversation.